What's up, everybody? This is the Booch, and this shout out goes to all of the members of the Booch Cast Nation. On behalf of the entire team and all of my affiliates, I would like to take this opportunity to thank you guys so much from the bottom of our hearts for your continued support of the Boochcast. Whether it's wrestling recaps, interviews, politics, variety shows, movie reviews, whatever episodes we come out with, you guys listen, you guys tune in, and you show your support. And it means the world to us. And we're going to commence with this latest episode in just a moment. But I want to take this opportunity right now to let you guys know something really huge that is going on in the world of the booch. I am now officially on Cameo. That's right. The Cameo. The same Cameo where celebrities go and give personal shout-out videos for all their fans. And I'm here to let you guys know that for the affordable price of just $25 you can get a personalized video from me on cameo and it can be for any occasion that you want you got somebody you want me to wish a happy birthday I'll make it happen you want me to congratulate someone on graduating high school or college I'll make it happen whether it's a happy holidays video it can be a gender reveal it can be somebody who needs some motivation you want the boots to motivate you or if you got somebody in your life that you want to break up with I'll help make the breakup happen or if you got somebody in your life that you want to tell to fuck off and you want it done booch style all you got to do is go to cameo.com slash booch 365 there'll be a link in the description box of every episode of the booch cast from now till the end of time go there book your video customize it however you want let me know how you want it done and i will make it happen for you so go to cameo.com slash booch365 right now and book your personalized video today for the affordable price of $25. And now, on with the show. Lutes. Vials. Irritating little crumb horns. Gaze at the person Cross from you now. Feel the sweet spark of connection. If you don't screw up this moment somehow, maybe you won't die alone. Don't be too needy or bring up your ex. Don't say the words. Simplex, don't ever mention you've never had sex. Trust me, I promise she knows. And now her defenses are starting to fall. Smile and return her affection. If you don't manage to What's up, everybody? This is Vinny Bucci, a.k.a. The Booch, and welcome to the recap of NXT. And, of course, ladies and gentlemen, joining me here on The Booch Cast, he is the NXT correspondent. He's been woken. I guess. He's been broken. Sure, why not? And now he's just broke. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the one, the only, the broke soulless ginger, Mr. Zach Scott. What's up, dude and dudettes? This is me, the broke soul ginger, Zach Scott. Genius speaking, I'm not that broke. I'm sorry to say, Vinny. This was... Boring. Seriously? Well, you seem to be the only one that was bored. I wasn't all that bored I tonight. I fucked 
thought this sucked. Okay, I wasn't bored during this show. I was. I mean, there were moments that weren't that great, but overall it wasn't Majority of it wasn't that fucking great. Okay, well, good. I'm glad you say that. Let's get into this then. For fuck's sake. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, so obviously, uh, we kick things off with our first official match nope. of the evening. Nope. This is the uh, Heritage Cup nope. uh, Championship match where nope. Noam Dar with Metaphor defends the cup against Akira Tozawa with Alpha Academy. Nope. Okay. Nope. 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 What? <laughs> no. No what? Fucking fuck this. During the beginning of the match, you know what part of what Tozawa was? What? He ha- he did not take off the headband. No, no he didn't. You say it was fucking with him during the match? Yeah. And not to mention everything else. You know what I saw? What? This is what I heard. Benny Hill's music. That's basically what this was. And when we and then when we got to the finish, you could clearly see that he waited way too long. Also tried to hit his finisher, moved out of the way. This was stupid. This was a waste of fucking time. I hope all you die in a fucking fire. You bet thanks. Excuses a human being. So, with that being said, while Betty clears out, so another thing is, is this: at least Tazawa can speak English. <laughs> yes, uh, when he Fox. when he tries, he he does absolutely. When he's not barking like a Japanese chihuahua, uh, pretty much. Did I say that? I mean, he is Japanese, and he does sound like a chihuahua when he barks. So I don't think that's inappropriate. You think him and Thea Hill will make a good couple? Um, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, they are equally as crazy, but I don't know if I don't know if that will work. Okay, take it away, Vinny. Okay, well, this match was, of course, everything you would expect the Heritage Cup oh, to be. Um. Basically, it was just high spots galore. It was a spot fest. Mm -hmm. It was heavily disorganized and just was not interesting. I mean, there were, you know, maybe the roll-up was kind of interesting to get the first fall, but after a certain point, just certain spots, the dives looked not believable at all. And as as Zach mentioned with the finish, you know, even though technically um, Tazawa was looking forward, so he couldn't tell what the hell was going on when he jumped. The fact that he was even looking forward, period, was stupid because if you're hitting an opponent on the ground, you should look down. You know, make sure the fucker's still there. You know, so, so the spot in general was kind of stupid. So it wasn't it wasn't a phony spot like the bullshit that uh, Raquel did at Crown Jewel, which uh, when you hear the male soap opera moment, trust me, I'm gonna have some shit to say about that fucking Fatal Five Way match. Really? You? You never have something to say now, do you? Oh, trust me. I'm going to say a lot about this match. Anyways, uh, there's also one thing missing from this. You know what that was, Vinny? What? And say it with me, children. Psychology. This is precious moments of our lives that we're never going to get back. There was no fucking psychology. There was absolutely no fucking psychology. Seriously, what in the hell did I fucking see on this TV? Please explain what the fuck happened. Okay, first of all, first of all, first of all, uh, yeah, like like the ginger and Mr. Bucciarelli, I did watch NXT because I hate my life. <laughs> Maybe I need the ginger to explain this to me. Um, there are rounds in this match. Yes, there's rounds. There's six rounds each. The first person to get uh to get the best set of three wins the match. So it doesn't go by points. Is the first person to get two falls? Mm, pretty much. Am I right or am I wrong, Vinny? Yeah, that's pretty much accurate. That's pretty much accurate. What what the fuck? This I don't is, know. This is dumb. This is very fucking dumb. And also, I, I need to, I, I noticed this, I noticed this. Am I the only one that noticed that during the one of the breaks in these rounds, the dude had the secret stuff that Bugs Bunny used in fucking Space Jam? Did I see a fucking <laughs> blue water bottle that said Noma secret stuff? I didn't see that. Uh, actually, I did notice it. This shit's upon my business! This stupid, silly bullshit! This is fucking stupid! There was no fucking psychology. This was dumb as fuck. This was a disgrace to the business. Everyone involved should be boiled alive and have their fat sold for fucking soaps. <laughs> I am on strike. I am you going to go make a strike. hot toddy. Fuck this shit. <laughs> you I'm can't out go of on here. Strike. <laughs> I'm on fucking strike. You can't go on strike, man. I, I, excuse me. I am not an official NXT correspondent, so I can go on strike. What about you the classic pay-per-views? 
Well, those are the pay-per-views. I, I, obviously, I'm around for those. I'm getting the fuck out of this NXT bubble. This is worse than anything that I have fucking seen. And I saw the pay-per-view that Mr. Bucciaretti and I are recording on Thursday. And I didn't think anything could make me madder than that. And then I, I saw this some, fucking shit. I got shit. something that make you madder. Really? T-Mobile. God damn it, T-Mobile. Okay. Yes, fuck T-Mobile. Fuck T-Mobile. Yes, <laughs> You know what? I'm not going to say any more about this. If you want to hear me tell T-Mobile to go piss up a rope, go tune in to the WCW Battle Bowl pay-per-view. That'll tell you everything you need to know about the T-Mobile. Long story short, uh, Gator's been banned from the T-Mobile. I'm not allowed welcomed into building no more. But that's okay because I switched to Verizon because Verizon is the best cell phone service out there. Uh, so T-Mobile can go fuck themselves. But Verizon, we would love to for you to sponsor the show. In fact, this portion of NXT is brought to you by Verizon. They are built right. Now give me my fucking money. Okay, Gator, are you feeling better now? Yes, I'm going to make a hot toddy. This is the Gator, and I'll see you later. Goodbye. Bye. Yeah, he seemed pretty pissed. <laughs> you really? Yeah, don't say. Yeah, <clears throat> I do say. And I'm not appreciating the sarcasm. Oh, I'm so sorry. Could you ever forgive me? Probably not. Okay, moving on. Yeah, we're moving on from this fucking hell. Fucking stupid bullshit. This was silly, stupid shit that opened the fucking show. (gasps) It's a waste of goddamn time. Betty? May I? Sure. Was it bad? No, it was sad. (laughs) Okay, moving on. Yes. So we move on from this abortion, and we get to, after the match, you know, Oral Menta gets into Zawa's face, Otis flattens him with a slam, blah, blah, blah. Blah, 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 smackety smack. We cut to the backstage area where Lola Vice gets into an argument with Kalani Jordan, and they're basically, you know, she's bragging about her winning the breakout tournament, and basically, you know, Kalani says, thank Lopez, because without Electra Lopez, you would have never beaten me. And then, and then, of course, the uh, the 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 beauty pageant chick tries to break everything. What up. the fuck? No, we'll get to her later. Go ahead, Vinny. Continue your thing. And then, of course, in the midst of all this, Roxanne Perez comes out and gets invites his face, saying it's one thing to win the title, it's another thing to you know win the championship or whatever. And then they decide to have some kind of tag match later in the evening. Um. Um. No. 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 Me. Meh. Meh. Okay, short streak. This was pointless. This was stupid. Moving on. Go ahead, Vinny. You basically said everything. <laughs> well, yeah, because that's basically what happened. But I have nothing to say. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the beauty queen chick, I don't know what the hell she was trying to do. I think she's got a new gimmick that she's working on, where I think... No, 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 no. She's stealing gimmicks. I don't know. Like, Miss Elizabeth no, never really... Was no, 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 no. TNA. Madison Rain will always come out there like her. Come out there... With the tiara, with the flowers, acting like she just won fucking prom. She said, I miss TNA. Hello, waving like this, like she's royalty. Even though Joss Matthews married her, Joss Matthews, you get you get my salute. So you lucky, lucky bastard. Yes, but I'm saying that, saying. you know, she she's trying to do this whole keep the peace thing in the locker room, I guess. Or trying to do that kind of world peace It's thing. not working, is it? I don't know. It's fucking weird because I've never seen it. But I don't know. Maybe if we give the gimmick time, maybe it'll work because there's some gimmicks when you first see them they have a what the fuck uh like moment to them but then once they work it and they hone it and they establish it it gets better matt hardy with the broken gimmick as an example people thought that was stupid when it first came out and then it took off people were confused by bray wyatt when he first did his thing but that took off and became something major and and then he repackaged it later um tiffany stratton no one knew what to make of her when she first came out but she got it better hell joe gacy was had a weird gimmick then he worked and honed it and we'll get to gacy a little bit later so it's weird right now Mm -hmm. but i'm willing to give it time to see if it can progress into something better or if it's something i need to scrap because it's just not gonna go anywhere but i'm not ready to shut it down just yet but it was fucking weird. I'm not denying that. It was very weird. And then we cut to the backstage area and one of the referees comes out and he tells us that Shawn Michaels, who's in charge of NXT, has told the referee to use his discretion in the match. Basically what that means, if Bob Wagner is way too injured and he can't do anything, call the match. Am I right or am I wrong? I mean, that's part of it, but also, you know, you don't have, what the, what the referee means is you can go as far as you want with what is being done in the match. It basically means 
If you feel like a match doesn't need to be disqualified yet, let it roll. Mm -hmm. If they're outside the ring and you don't want to count them out, let it go. That's referee's discretion. And a lot of times when you have a rivalry or a match that is very very personal. Like, there's personal animosity. There's been a lot of shit that's gone down in this rivalry. These are two people who have crossed lines that you shouldn't cross and legit hate each other and there's bad blood and it's too big for the rules to handle. Sometimes, the referees will give a little bit of leeway. Not a lot, but a little bit. Now, the key to this, as far as psychology goes in wrestling, is when a referee is doing the discretion, it should be reserved only for major personal heated rivalries. You don't do it for every match on the card, AEW. You don't fucking do that. (laughs) That's what AEW's biggest problem was. The refs do that in every fucking match. And this is what people don't understand. In order for something to be special, it has to be done on special occasions, not every day. Like, for example, one of the arguments I had with Gator on last week's show, when Gator was a guest for Night 2 of Halloween Havoc, mm-hmm. one of the arguments we got into was the Tables, Ladders, and Scares match. Yeah. Now, we both agreed... The match was ridiculous because there was nothing hanging above the ring, so no ladder should be used. But I was my argument was if you're gonna call it a scares match, do some scary shit. Have a zombie pop out, have somebody underneath the ring in a ghoul mask, do something to scare the bejesus out of people, or have the guys wrestle in scary costumes. Do something. Because I said a Halloween-themed episode is a moment where you're allowed to do silly shit. Now Gator didn't like that because he doesn't want to see silly shit in wrestling, period. Because he is a purist. Like, I'm old school, but I'm not that fucking old school. Same here. Gator's more old school than both of us. Like, there's things that we will sort of accept that Gator will never accept. Gator just wanted to see a regular tag team match. Which I would have been fine with that too. But I'm just saying, on Halloween, if you have a moment where you're doing ghosts and goblins and, you know, pumpkins all over the place. Or if you're doing a battle royal where women are dressed in slutty costumes and throw each other over the top rope. Halloween themed episodes it's okay to do that. But if you do shit like that on every show every week, then it would be stupid, then it would be pointless, then it would shit upon the business. But on on an occasion like Halloween, you can do that. Or case in point, Thanksgiving. Like when SmackDown used to be on Thursdays during the Attitude Era, they would always have a Thanksgiving show. And they would do Thanksgiving-themed shit. Like in the backstage area, there would be in the catering, there would be a Thanksgiving meal. And you'd have people sitting around doing Thanksgiving. Sometimes there'd be backstage segments and Thanksgiving food fights. You know, you'd have the girl come out to do a battle royal and they'd be dressed like pilgrims and Native Americans or in I was gonna say Indians but you know people get mad when you say that but even though I don't give a fuck political correctness Vinny yeah fuck that (laughs) fuck it in the ass with a steel spike dildo so anyway I hate political correctness that much so but they would do that shit or during Christmas time you know they'd have Christmas trees and decorations and 34 street fights or with the kendo sticks that just look like candy canes or instead of taking a bump on thumbtacks, there would be Legos, which Gator has said is worse than thumbtacks. So, okay, I got a question for you. Would you rather take a full hand palm slap by Big Show or get choke slammed by Kane or Undertaker on a pile of Legos? Fuck, that's a hard choice. <laughs> I know, right? Um, <laughs> I'd probably take the choke slam on the Legos uh-huh. because here's why. Um, if I hurt my back, I'll just be sore for a couple days because I know Undertaker and Kane, they choke slam me. They're not going to paralyze me. Mm-mm. I can trust them with a choke slam because they're both very safe workers. But with Big Show, if he chops me a certain way, I'm worried my heart's going to fall out of the rib cage. <laughs> I, don't, I don't need any heart problems. So. Especially if you go, shh. Whack! <laughs> I like I would know. <laughs> you see this giant ass handprint? I thought I was at Chuck's a pile of Legos to get I, fucking uh, get chopped by freaking Big Show full palm. I mean, people go like, "Ooh!" I'd be like, "I'll take the Chuck's on top of the Legos." I, I took. A, I'll tell this little story here. I won't go into too much detail, but I've been chopped once in my life. Um, I took a chop from Voldemort one time. He did it as an initi- He said it was initiation in the business. You got to get chopped. So we stopped. We were stopping while we were hanging up posters, and he chopped me one time. Hurt like a son of a bitch. And he has, he has big ass fucking hands. So that was the one time I ever took a chop and that hurt like a son of a bitch. 
But anyway, um, what I was saying here. So, but then on Christmas time, they would dress up the girls like Christmas elves. They'd be in the little Christmas elf outfits. And again, they would be slutty outfits because it's the girls. But they did those things. It was fine. It was okay because it was the holiday. The problem with the Battle Royals was they, they started becoming repetitive on Monday Night Raw. And they would bring them into WrestleMania. Thus not giving the women proper exposure at WrestleMania. So that's when the Battle Royals started to become a problem. So really, that's the issue. You can do Halloween-themed shit as long as you do it the right way. But when you do it all the time, it means nothing. That's the point I'm trying to make with the discretion thing. If you, if the referee is constantly throwing the rules out the window, you basically become useless, feckless, and dickless. You're basically just... You might as well sit in the fucking crowd with the other with the other fans and eat fucking popcorn because you serve no purpose. The referee's supposed to be there to instill law and order, but they knew this match was so personal, the referee can use his discretion. So what he means by that is, if the referee feels like the match should continue, he can let it continue. But if something happens that's so heinous he has to stop it, then he can stop it. But they said, there must be a winner. So that's why they're telling the referee there has to be a winner in this match. We need a clear-cut one, two, three in the middle of the ring winner. So it's kind of their way of saying... You know, it's pretty much no disqualification unless somebody really crosses a line. So they're giving the refs the power here to use as they see fit. So I know we have rules and regulations in place, but he's allowing the referee for that match to call the shots. If you want it to continue, you let it continue. If you want to stop it, you stop it. But Sean's not going to come out and stop it. And on that note, we're going to cut into the in-ring segment here with Lyra Valkyra, the new NXT Women's Champion who... Defeated Becky Lynch two weeks ago. She puts over Becky Lynch. She notes that she knows there are a lot of hungry women in the back who want their shot at the NXT Women's Championship. Before Valkyra can finish her thought, Zia Lee enters through the crowd. Security is trying to hold her back. Valkyra tells him to let her through. Lee asks Valkyra if she saw what she did to her hero, Becky Lynch, on Raw. Lee basically wants a shot. Valkyra tells Lee if she wants it, she's got it. Okay, yeah, uh, basically this right here, like what Vinny said, like Valkyra uh, comes out there and, and just tells the crowd, thank you for having my family. Back and uh, so she gives praise to Becky because, like you said, Becky is her uh, hero and her mentor and everything. So I was like, okay, then this whoever the fuck Lee chicks come comes in and yeah, the security goes there and then Zia Lee kicks one of that security guard's head clean off. But I, I know that he's security guard, but that guy took that and sold that very fucking well, did he not? Oh, he sold it very he well. He sold very fucking well. So we might see here in the future, ladies and boys, go do that. And Vinny Bucci and Gator Ricky Ross. We're gonna see I Xan Lee, whoever this brought. Is going against my girl, Lyra Curry. Zia Lee has been in NXT for a long time. Um, she later got called to the main roster. She, uh, she's gone through a few gimmick changes up there. But um, ultimately, they've made her this badass chick right now. And they basically want to put her in the, you know, NXT women's title picture. Because there's not much for Zia Lee to do up on the main roster. I don't see her becoming the uh, women's world champion anytime soon. I don't see Rhea Ripley dropping that title anytime soon. I don't, so. I don't know who on Raw at this point could take it from her. Because she's been very, 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 very dominant. So it's hard to tell, realistically, who can take this from her. So we'll we'll have to see where that goes. But Xylee uh, and Valkyria, I feel like this could lead to something. My question is, are they going to waste this on free TV? Or can they drag this out to deadline? We need to drag it out to deadline. That way we have a title match while the other women go through the Iron Survivor Challenge to find out who the next challenger is going to be. Because Lyra doesn't have a lot of challenger options, especially with the women who are deserving of a title shot most likely going into the Iron Survivor Challenge. Very true. So I feel like Zia Lee should get the title shot at deadline. That gives Valkyra something to do, puts her on the card for the pay-per-view, while the top women battle out to see who's going to go next. And then we cut to the backstage area where we see uh, the Alpha Academy hanging out with Tozawa. And uh, then all of a sudden, uh, you know, they're trying to cheer up Tozawa. But then we see uh, Gabagulak and his team show up, basically telling um, Chad Gable, you know, he deserves better than hanging out with goofballs. And then they basically, Charlie Dempsey said he would stretch the whole lot of them. So Otis comes out and says, why don't you stretch this and start shaking his pelvis. Then all of a sudden, uh, Drew Gulak says he can't stand this as... Uh, you know, Chad Gilbert's going to go, shoosh, shoosh, please. Shoosh, please. And then, you know, Otis says, why don't you stand across the ring for me tonight? So basically, we're getting Otis versus Gulak later. Yeah, this was just a funny bit right here. They were just uh, cheering at their buddy and their pal. It was all right, man. You lost. Everybody takes a loss. And then, um... After all that fiasco, uh, Chad Cable comes up and does, he does the shoes. He does something else. Do you remember what he said? Uh, thank you. And there you go. Thank you. 
All right, go ahead, Manny. Yeah, uh, the whole thing was goddamn ridiculous. Like, the whole Otis thing, I'm just sitting here going, this is so fucking stupid. Why am I watching this? This is, uh, I, I don't understand. Like, Chad Gable's gotten over because of the great matches he had with uh, Gunter. Mm-hmm. It looked like he was about to become the Intercontinental Champion and break his streak. But Otis just looks more and more ridiculous. Every time I think they're going to repackage him as somebody serious, they always end up putting him back in a comedy bit, which I hate. That's awesome. I still feel like Otis was a badass who could it was over very well and I'll tell you if the pandemic hadn't happened he would have become a star mm-hmm. I mean I don't think he would have been a main event level star but I loved him with the money in the bank and I also felt the the thing between him and Mandy was fantastic mm-hmm. there was a lot of potential for them to have a great power couple storyline after that but the pandemic really got in the way of that that's true alright do you think well now we've been talking about the Iron Survivor Challenge now apparently how this works is Shawn Michaels is reaching out to WWE legends and Hall of Famers to choose the qualifying matches each week. They get to pick a women's match and a men's match each week. And this week was the hardcore legend Mick Foley. And he picked a women's match and a men's match. We'll get to that men's match later. So we kick things off with the female Iron Survivor qualifying match. And Mick Foley's choice was Tiffany Stratton to go one-on-one against Fallon Henley. Do you enjoy this? Yes. Yeah, I mean, these two, okay, like I usually say what Gator and Benny pointed out, these two ladies beat the shit out of each other, and they did. And the thing is, when um, Fanny Hay came out, she's her knee was everything else. But when she um, did a move, where she did she hit her knee on the uh, on the steel steps or on a, on one of the belt buckles? And one of those, yeah. One of those, right? And then she and then she kept on limping and everything else, move after move. And TB Stratton kept on doing that good spot on her knee, did she not? Yes. And the thing is, she tried to hit her finisher, the pretty prettiest moonsault ever. Busso missed the first time, hit the second time. One, two, three. Tampa Shatton wins. I mean, I wish Family Hannah would have won more, but Tampa, I'm happy with Tiffany Shatton just as well. Take it away, Vinny. Well, yeah, because both these women are incredible in the ring. You know, obviously Tiffany's the heel, but Tiffany has shown that she is leaps and bounds above the women in, in the women's division. The match she had with Becky Lynch when she dropped the title was phenomenal. Uh, and that was the one, the match on TV. Then they had the Extreme Rules match, which worked because of the psychology and the violence and the weapons and everything. But Tiffany is definitely ready for the main roster. So a part of me is okay with her being in the Iron Survivor Challenge, but I don't want her to win it. And the reason I don't want her to win it is because I don't want her to go for the women's title. I want her to go to the main roster. Hmm. I, In fact, I'd love to see her participate in the Royal Rumble in a couple months. I'd like her to be in the Women's Royal Rumble as one of the NXT uh, call-ups for that. But I'm ready for her to go to Raw. I'm ready for her to go to SmackDown. Tiffany is ready. It is tippy time, mm-hmm. most definitely. And I'm excited for it. Kind of like SpongeBob. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. No? Yeah. She's fried cooked material. <laughs> With a little side, a side, a little side of fries and a coke on the side as well. Well, of course, you always gotta have the coke and the fries. All right, man, do that double seaweed deluxe. Double seaweed deluxe, Mr. Krabs. <laughs> All right, you boy. <laughs> that's Popeye. No, that was that's how he, Mr. Krabs actually laughs. And that sounded more like Popeye. Oh no, but I'm sorry, it's not perfect, Dick. It sounds like Popeye. Fight me. Yeah, no. Anyway, so the match itself was phenomenal. Uh, Both these women really tore the house down. It was very, very well done. You could tell there was a lot of animosity still there. It was a personal match, and it almost makes you glad that nothing happened at Halloween Havoc, because I feel like it would have been too repetitive if they went at it again. So to see them in this qualifier match was great. Tiffany's now going to the Iron Survivor Challenge. So she'll be at deadline, and we'll have to figure out what Fallon Henley's going to do if she does anything at all. Then we cut to the backstage area with Wesley. Oh, Vinny's favorite person in the whole wide world. Don't act like you don't have his poster on your wall. I don't. <laughs> so Wesley says he's going to slap Dominic Mysterio and get his North American Championship back. Baron Corbin walks in and dumps on Lee for running away when things get tough, and now Wesley wants to add Corbin to his list. The only thing inside that was Baron Corbin doing that fucking vicious fucking burn. Oh, it was great. Was it good? Wonderful. Yeah, because Wesley sucks. Then he, his hair reminds me of a palm tree. If I hit him, you think a couple coconuts will come out of said dark one coconut that 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 two coconut that 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 three coconut that 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 no. I don't think there's anything in his head. If you know, if you go back and listen to a certain WrestleMania mania, you know exactly where that is coming from, right, Vinny Bucci? 
Yes. <laughs> Thank you, Piper. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> All right. Yeah, that's really I to say. This was boring as shit, and the only thing was entertaining was Baron Corbin. I swear to God, Wesley gets that champ. That gets that North American Championship back. Vinny and I are going to destroy it, right, Vinny? Well, yeah, because Dominic's on a great run. I don't want to see it go back to Wesley. I don't like the fact he's getting pushed at all. I liked it better when he was off NXT. I, I wish they would have released. I wish he would have been on that list of people that got released because he serves no purpose. He's useless like a tits on a boar hog. Exactly. And on that note, we're going to move on here to the next match of the evening. This one was... This one was... Definitely ooh, worth the yeah, wait. Yeah, yeah. We had Braun Breaker versus Von Wagner with Mr. Stone. Like I usually say, like all the time, these two big-ass dudes, Vinny, beat the shit out of each other. And what you like to say, a hoss fight? Yeah, I think this qualifies. <laughs> I think this qualifies. But this also had one thing that liked the very first match of the night. Psychology. Am I right or am I wrong? This was there was psychology in this match. Definitely. Thank you. I there won't was. do that anymore for the rest of the night. But this right yeah. here, these two beat the shit out of each other, and you could definitely tell that Von Weiner had a um, scar on his head. He sold it well, man. And during the match, you could definitely tell his head was messing with him or not. I don't know. The, the storyline is really good, and all of a sudden he snaps, starts beating the shit out of uh, um, Von Breaker. They go up to the ground, and Mister Stone like get up, get up, get up, and and, and fail to realize that uh, when um. Brian Breaker had a hold of Mr. Stone. Brian Manor came in and rescued him. It's like, you okay, okay? Get speared viciously by Brian Breaker. Throw him back there. Get speared again. One, two, three. Brian, uh, Brian Breaker wins. And then Mr. Stone, Finney, you have to admit, he could have hit, 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 hit Mr. Stone. Try to take down Brian Breaker with a chair. You can definitely tell he either sold it well or he didn't. He hit it right. It's like, and Vinny goes like, okay, well, you stand there. Him again gets thrown out of the ring. And all of a sudden, Bob Ryder's big, big behemoth ass comes up. You can definitely tell it's like, uh-oh. And then he clears everything off and still to this day, put it to the table. But at least Vic Joseph saved his candy. Right, Vinny? Actually, he said, I don't even care about my candy. <laughs> he made it very clear that his candy got destroyed. So but he have, didn't give a shit in that moment. Why do you have to give a shit about the candy, right? Well, it's his candy. If True. you don't give a shit, what do I give a shit for? Yeah, people go like, why are you talking about the candy? Hey, that's mine. Nobody can take that. <laughs> well, then they it brought it up. He has candy on the table. That's and candy. He has to the, the candy. He brought up the candy this time around, so we know it's there. Yeah, but, but anyways, man, your thoughts on this match? Brutal, fun. This was the most exciting thing to happen thus far. This was it. Like, Tiffany Stratton and Fallon Henley had a great match. This was way better, though. You could definitely, these two hated each other. There was emotion, and Wagner sold very well. Like you said, every time he fired up, he was stumbling around the ring because he was clearly not medically cleared. Came in for this match. We also got to bear in mind there was a low blow. Oh, I forgot about that. That Braun Breaker hit. So Mr. Stone, that's when he got in Breaker's face. He tried to press slam him. Wagner stopped it. But then when he came for the spear, Wagner pushed Stone out of the way <laughs> so he would get hit and not Stone. So he saved Stone from that. And then he powerbombed him through the table. Now, I have mixed feelings about this. I'll tell you why. Because as excited as I was to see that, I would have loved to have waited till deadline for him to finally put him through the table. Okay, okay, I can see that. So this tells me, even if this match continues or this rivalry continues, the payoffs already happened. So really, why would I want to see these two fight again? You just gave the exclamation point with the table. Now, if Braun had celebrated and just left, or he beat down on Stone after that chair shot, maybe Breaker puts him through the table and leaves, then you could have you could have backstage segments of both of them in the hospital healing up next to each other, and then Wagner gets cleared. Fights uh, Breaker in a rematch. You make it a tables match, and it ends with him going through the announce table. So then he wins the match. He put, he gets he, he gets him tabled, and then you can end the feud. Because now that he's put through the table, why would I want to see them fight again? Yeah, Von Wagner can win the match, but he's known for putting people through the announce table. That's Wagner's exclamation point. So he's already done the exclamation point. So unless you decide to make it a tables match, I think this feud is done. I don't know. We can probably see. We might see something else. I'm just saying, what else can you do now? Still a cage match. I mean, I guess that's the only thing you, you could do now. That's the only thing you can do. Because, you, like I said, you took you, you took away the magic. Pretty much. Now, then we cut to the backstage area with uh, Carmelo Hayes, who's being shown the video of Trick confronting him last week after the match, or during the match, whatever. And basically, Melo says, you know, Trick is looking for, you know, answers. I did not attack him, and I'm going to confront him face-to-face because I owe him that. And he goes, why do you owe him that? He goes, because we're Trick Melo gang. And he walks away. 
People are trying, I don't know if he did it or not, but he's he, he's maintained his innocence. He is, he's like, I did not attack Jake Why do this? Because he's like, he basically, he's been my best friend ever since I got here. So that's why he's doing it. Yeah, and that's why I thought it was stupid. He goes, he wants answers and I owe him that. Why do you owe him that? What kind of stupid ass question is that? Because it's like, because they're friends, Mackenzie. If a friend is confronting you over a situation, you owe it to your friend to sit down and proclaim your innocence or confess. Be a man and say it to my face. Why did you do this? And that's why Trick wants to have this conversation in the ring. And Mello is like, all right, I'm going to be a man. I'm going to state my case to his face. And one of two things is going to happen. Either he's going to believe me or he won't. And if we can patch things up, we can patch things up. If we got to fight, we'll fight. That's that's what friends do. That's what men do. I, I can follow this easily. And on that note, we're going to move on to the next match of the evening. We got oh, some tag team action. my life. Lola Vice and Electra Lopez versus Kalani Jordan uh, and Roxanne Perez. No. God, no. 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 Benny Hill? Huh? The Benny Hill theme song? What's the... No, what, what? No? I don't know what you mean by that. Bunch of running around. Everybody's running around. It was just a spot fest from here. These ladies have no clue what they're doing. Maybe Electric Lopez to a certain extent. But otherwise than that, Marksan Perez, you erratically know how we feel. Kenya Jordan, she has she's green as hell. And Lola Fox, all she wants to do is taunt her taunt her opponents and shake their fucking hips, which I have no problem watching. But do some wrestling for fuck's sake. Shit. Yeah, this match was not exciting. It was boring. It was filler. It didn't need to be there. It was goddamn ridiculous. It really was. Hell, before the match, Ariana, Ariana Grace comes out and sits down in a chair on the ramp to watch the match and basically saying, I want to wish all the women the best of luck. And they're like, the fuck is wrong with this bitch? <laughs> I kept on saying, would you please shut the fuck up? You were saying that. <laughs> and we were sitting here and, we're, and I'm bored out of my skull because this match is not interesting at all. None. And then, of course, uh, Jordan hits a split-legged moonsault for the win. And then all of a sudden, Ariana's trying to congratulate the women and everything else. And then Carmen, attached from behind, just goes, Will you shut up already? And I go like, Thank you! Yeah, Zach popped heavily for that one. <laughs> that was the most exciting moment for him, was hearing somebody tell Ariana Grace to shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. But this Damn match stealing was... bitch. Nothing about this match was interesting. Nothing. Nothing. None of these women contributed anything to the show. They were basically in the way. Mm-hmm. This was, as Zach would normally say, filler. This was very much filler. This is filler. It was a TV match, and I don't know what feud it's going to lead to, but it's definitely a feud that's not going to draw money. Anyway, wait a minute. All right. Knock, knock, knock. Hey, Gator, you in there? What do you think about this match, sir? Did you really have to ask that question? Please, Gator, destroy this match. Why well, would I tamed. You can't destroy what's already dead, Zach. You can't destroy what's already dead. And if this match is allowed to be on TV, then wrestling is clearly dead. <laughs> this is disgraceful, okay? These are all these women were out here trying to work a match when really the only thing they should be working is a stove. Okay, 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 okay. I want to go that far. Go back to the basket, Gator. Will they make me a sandwich if I go to the basket? I'll go make you a big, fat, double baked cheeseburger fries with a freaking Coke and you go back there and shut the fuck up. Okay, look, I'm... Okay, why would I want the dishwasher to make me a burger? That, that doesn't make sense. Hey, if he says Shouldn't that one more get... time, you're never going to get a double bacon cheeseburger meat from ever again. Okay, Gator, you got to go now. <clears throat> why do I need to go? Because Vinny loves the burgers I give him every every time I come pick him up. Fuck you! Oh, boy, this is ridiculous. All right, but yeah, this match was not interesting. But you can't get mad. You brought him back. I, uh, this I'm is not your fault. I know. I'm, I'm not mad fault. at all. I just wanted his opinion. I just had to have his opinion. Yeah, but you were going to sacrifice my burger because you got offended because you brought him out here. Yes. Motherfucker, you're lucky I even gave you rides. Okay? You're lucky as hell how much money I gave you? Yeah, that's why I gave you the rides. But mm-hmm. just the point is... So what would you rather have, a burger or money? Money. Always money. Are you there you go. Money? It's also from the guy who bitch constantly about a gift card. Anyway. That I won in a fucking <laughs> You kept on going, where's your gift card? 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 I won the fucking gift card. And I told you, you just have to wait till they hand it to me in my fucking hand. That doesn't mean I can't ask for updates. 
I'm not calling you and stalking you. It's what? when I was sitting in the cars. I said, do they have my gift card yet? How long I gotta wait? You know, I could have been a real dick and could have kept it, but I didn't. Yeah, that was very wise of you, because otherwise I would have walked in there at some point and been like, yo, where's my gift card? Oh, Jesus Christ, and got me fired. Yeah, so you were smart to give me the gift card oh, and not keep it for you. yourself. Move on to the next match of the night, dickhead. Alright, fine. Fuck you. You too. So anyway, the next match of the evening, we've got, dear God, help us all, Otis versus Gabagulek. Squash? Was it? I don't know. Okay, this... okay, okay. Look, what would you do? No? N no. This was sad. This was horrible. This was a disgrace. Me? Wrestling. Yeah. Me? Okay, I know you don't like me doing it. I'm going to have to do it again because I did not do it for the tag team match. Was this bad? No, it was sad. Yeah, this match sucked right there. Basically, Otis took over. Half the time, they were doing comedy shit. And all of a sudden, they hit the treasure. One, two, three. Yay! Take it away. Yeah. Otis did his caterpillar, then he hit the power bomb. The only interesting moments in this match, uh, Gulak was basically just getting tossed around by Otis. That's basically what this match was. Gabba Gulak was trying to wrestle. Otis was doing power moves. Just everything in this match was pathetic. It was god awful, and it, it hurt my spirit as a wrestling fan. To it hurt my eyes. Shit. It hurt my, uh, my like Phoebe. My eyes, my eyes, my eyes. No, it wasn't that horrible. It was just sad to watch. I don't know about that. I see some pretty horrible shit. I mean, kind of like Fred Durst trying to do a solo album. Anyways, Ugh. it's like Corey Taylor trying to read a book. So anyway, he's written four more than he's read. Interesting. Probably. I don't yeah. know. He probably does know how to read. All right, man. Do you think? Yeah. So anyway, after this, we cut to the backstage area where we see Tiffany Stratton and Kiana James basically telling each other how awesome they are and bonding over the fact that both of them have a shot at becoming the women's champion. And obviously, Kiana James is planning on qualifying for the Iron Survivor Challenge, and they basically want to make sure that they're that it's, it comes down to the two of them. You know, Tiffany Stratton against Kiana James. I think that'd be pretty fucking interesting to see. I would love to see that match. Yeah, that 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 would be good because both these ladies, I want to say, are big, but they're built like shit brick houses. Well, yeah, not. I wouldn't say that far. I'm just saying they are definitely athletic and shit. Yeah, I you could definitely. Tell. I would not say brick shit houses. Like China was a brick shit house. They're. Jeez, they're, they're not brick shit houses. They're just very athletic, but also able to maintain some level of sexiness along with it. That's why I always give Kiana James the hot for teacher nickname, because she had that look, especially with, when she used to wear glasses. So it's, both these women are fantastic. If there was still an NXT women's tag team title, I would definitely make both of them tag team champions, but obviously that belt doesn't exist anymore. But it would be great to see them as WWE Women's Tag Team Champions at some point. You know, if they get a shot at Chelsea and Piper either on NXT. Or if they get called up to the main roster one day, they can challenge for the belts up there. But obviously Tiffany Stratton's been a great Women's Champion. I'd love to see Kiana James as the NXT Women's Champion as well. I think as a heel she could pull it off. So I'm fine with either one of these women. But yeah. like I said, ideally I'd want Kiana to win because Tiffany's already been there. And I feel like she's ready for the main roster. Very true, sir. So if I had to choose, I'd go with Kiana James. I'll go with Kiana James as well. And then we cut to the... The backstage area with uh, Chase U. Uh, basically, JC Jane's back there a little upset because she feels like Andre Chase is not willing to scratch her back. Like, it's one of those, you scratch my back, I'll scratch yours kind of thing. Because she wasn't happy with the fact that she was trying to, that he was trying to make them play fair when JC wanted to cheat. But then, all of a sudden, these uh, thugs show up with this lady uh, who has a very thick Italian accent for female and basically has a letter from the D'Angelo family that's supposed to go to Andre Chase. JC is confused by it in a state of shock. Andre Chase comes over, he takes a look at it, and he looks very worried and concerned to the point where he dismisses class for the day. So Thea Hale and Duke Hudson decide to run off and go hang out and do shit since class is dismissed. And Andre kind of looks at the letter and puts his head in his hands and is worried. Do you have any idea what the fuck this is? Not a clue. It could be, I think it's photos or something. Uh, I don't know if it's something that like could prove like Andre Chase is a fraud. Mm -hmm. Like it's something scandalous. It is very scandalous. And basically, it's a way to uh, con their way into a title shot, which did work because next week it will be the family getting a shot at the belts against Chase U. Go Chase U. So that is a possibility that could happen. Um, Chase U, I th isn't it? I'd be fine either way. Yeah, I would be too. I, mean, I just want to watch a good tag team match. That's all I want to watch. Yeah, because <clears throat> obviously the family, i love to see them with the tag belts again. But at the same time, I'd rather see Tony D become the NXT champion. Or North American. Either one. Yeah. But yeah. if I had to make a choice, I would want Tony D to be the NXT champion. And I would want Stax to be the North American champion. I was just about to say that, that right there. Hey, look, Ron Weasley can read your mind. 
About time you got one of those spells right. <laughs> so anyway. Fuck you. Please. Wait, wait, fuck you. Motherfucker. What? <laughs> he sucked. His grades were god-awful. He but might, I, he might, like I always said, with you, the hatred of Ron Weasley. Who'd he marry? Oh, yeah, that's right, Hermione Granger, and had two kids with her. So do me a favor, knock off with the Ron Weasley jokes. Why? Because he trapped the smart hot chick so he could be a stay-at-home dad? Pretty much. You'll be happy, I guess kid. Hermione's not the brightest witch of her age. No, she so is. Anyway. Trust me, in the book, she's very smart. Hey, one of the most funny... I, I, Hermione was one of, one of my... I loved her death. Remember in the third in the third movie when she fucking punched Malfoy in the face? Well, yeah, we don't. Oh, know. that my favorite said, "You thou muck, evil little cockroach, and just decked him." And did this shit. That felt good. And Ron goes, "Not good. Brilliant." Well, yeah, but <clears> that, but that was that came later. First, she was threatening him. Then he called her a filthy mudblood. And then that's when she punched him. You know, right, so. no, like she did. Deck, she just goes tonk. <laughs> yeah, she and really, people don't think girls hit hard. Man, you've been punched by girls, haven't you? Uh, once. No, you, you, no, girls don't. People don't think girls slap hard. I've been slapped a couple of times. On that note, we're gonna move on to the next match of the evening. We've got the other Iron Survivor qualifying match. This is again handpicked by the hardcore legend Mick Foley. Tyler Bate goes one on one against Dijak. I don't know what to think of this. I'm always trying to make it believable, but Tyler Bate's always been the one to take down the big guy, right? Yes. You know what I mean? Then, like I always say, when I see a good match, these two beat the living shit out of each other, did they not? This was a brutal match. Yeah. It was. It was a great fucking match. Yeah, it was. It was very, very good. This is match of the night. I don't know about that. This is match of the night. Bob Wagner and Bob Baker are a little bit, just a tiny little bit better than me. No, this was more. This had this. They had a fight. They had a brawl. It was a good story. What the but, other one what was more psychology in it than this? Well, this this psychology. Not as good as Braun Baker and Paul Hunter. I'm just saying, this was a more technical, this was a better match, in my opinion. Are you talking about technical? Yeah. Ah, because there's a lot of on-the-ground kind of moves and everything Well, also else. because I loved uh, the feat of strength of Tyler Bate, I think, was what stole and, the show here. And freaking, um, did he suplex him off the fucking damn top It was rope? a fisherman suplex off the top. And we were like, holy shit. It, basically, the only thing you were missing from the fisherman was the pinning combination. That's the only thing that was different. Because usually when you do a fisherman suplex, you 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 hit the ground and there's a pin. But obviously, from a superplex, you don't want to risk that. Because there's a way to do... The way you land on a superplex is very important because you got to protect the person's neck. Yeah, and that's yeah, why yeah. a lot of people are very mindful of the superplex. you got to be very careful when you do that. So to try to do a pinning combination off of that would not work. It's too risky. And you don't want to take that risk with somebody's health. So just the fact that he kind of bent the leg a little bit when he was suplexing him made it a fisherman-style superplex. But when he hit that move, boom, it was on. Like, that moment was awesome. The airplane spin. I was just about to say that. Just the feat of strength of Tyler Bate. And the fact that he fought Dijak and nothing in this match looked fake. It did. It looked all actually looked believable. Yes. Because Dijak's is what? Six foot eight, 200, like 30 something pounds. He looks like he's good to be in a, uh, like a. He's six foot seven. Jesus Christ. And let me tell you something, folks. When you don't think that's that big, yeah. But when it comes to somebody who's six foot seven in real life, you just have to go and... up and go, oh my God. And he's 270 pounds. <laughs> six foot seven, 230 pounds. 70. 270. Yes. Yeah. Zach can't read. I um, can read, asshole. Fuck you. And Tyler Bate is five foot seven, and he weighs one hundred seventy-five. So one he, foot difference and a hundred pound difference, and Tyler Bate almost beat this guy. Not only that, but he lifted him on his shoulders and spun him like an airplane. And um, and did that fucking move off the top rope too. Yes. So yeah, Tyler Bate's a strong motherfucker. Yeah, he is. So that was a, that's what makes it a great match because it was amazing. It was awesome, but in the end. Yeah. Uh, you know, Dijak hit the feast your eyes, got the win. So Dijak will now is now in the Iron Survivor Challenge yeah. to become a future NXT champion, get a future NXT title shot. Yeah. yeah. So that was great. So that's why I call it Match of the Night because it was fantastic. And it was a match that had you on the edge of your seat. And as we said before, it was believable. Like, Tyler Bate looked like a credible person that could beat Dijak. It was very well done. And in the end, the right person won. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I, I like Tyler Bate, but Dijak is more over. Way more over and more believable, more, more believable really. As a champion. Yeah, more chip, yeah. As a sure. world champion. World champion. I wouldn't make Tyler Bate a world champion. No, 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 no. I mean, I know he was the top guy, and he had the top belt in NXT UK, but that's the UK. That's okay. This is uh, good old America. Yes. And then, Trick Williams, we see him arrive at the arena. Well, that Trick 
Uh-huh. Whoop that trick. Oh, yeah. Whoop that trick. Sucky ducky quack quack. Quack quack something else, motherfucker. Hey, don't be insulting the five-time, 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 five-time WCW champion. Kiss my ass, kiss my ass, kiss my ass, kiss my ass, kiss my ass. He didn't say that. Tell me he didn't just say that. I just said that right there. Sucker, you about to lose your job. I'm sorry. No, no, apologize for me being stupid. So, uh, anyway, Carmelo Hayes comes out, and he asks Trick Williams to come to the ring so they can talk about it. Williams walks to the ring. Hayes says without Trick, there would be no Mello. Williams says he always had Hayes' back. He took all the hits and made sure that when Hayes shoots, he don't miss. Williams asks why Hayes couldn't be there for him the way he was there for Hayes. Williams tries to ask Hayes if he attacked him, but Hayes cuts him off and puts Williams over. Williams says he just wants to have his moments in his main event. When he got jumped, Hayes was nowhere to be found. Williams didn't see who attacked him. Williams asked Hayes again if he attacked him. Hayes asks if Williams wants the truth, but then Lexus King comes out and interrupts. King says everyone knows who did it. Williams tells King to leave. Williams accidentally decks Hayes, trying to hit King. King rolls out of the ring. Williams tries to help Hayes up. Hayes smacks Williams' hand away. Hayes is seething. Williams pulls Hayes to his feet and they embrace. Hayes has rage in his eyes as the show fades to black. We were this close by finding out if Carmelo Hayes was the one to track Trick Williams. But no! Byron Pilliam, <clears throat> uh, Alexis, uh, Alexis King had to call him out there and basically ruin the whole damn thing. And Vinny was like, what the fuck is he doing? Going out here. I guess I guess he's in there just to attack and eight. I love what Trick Williams says. Like, would you get the hell up? Grown folks are talking right now. <laughs> I thought that was yeah. funny as shit. Well, that's usually what they say is get out of here so the adults can speak. Yeah, yeah, that's or true. Or the main event guys can speak. And then when uh, I don't know, you think that was for a super kayfabe uh, of um, Trick punching Carmelo Hayes? Well, obviously, this is a kayfabe thing. Um, but I think the whole point of it was, you know, Lexus King saying maybe somebody else attacked you. Maybe somebody's trying to make an impact. Like, maybe Lexus King is trying to insinuate or imply that he could be the one to attack Trick Williams. He was getting under Trick's skin, pissing him off. So he went to punch him. King got out of the way, and he hit Carmelo. Now, obviously, Melo's not happy about it. But clearly, Trick did not mean to hit Mello like that. But now they're trying to figure out what they can do here with the storyline because here's what's bugging me. Lexus King does not need to be involved in this. I don't want him involved in this because he's doing his own thing. He's already got a good storyline. He's winning He's winning matches, even though he's only had one, but he's trying to establish himself as not being the son of Brian Pillman, even though biologically he is. He wants to carve his own path. He wants to have his own name. He wants to be make it on his own merit. He's changing his name. He's using the last name of the man who actually raised him instead of the man he never knew, but everyone loves and respects. He already has a good story. Why put him in the middle of this? Because here's my question. Let's say Lexus King didn't in fact attack Trick Williams. What the fuck would he gain by that? Nothing. You know why he wouldn't gain nothing? Why wouldn't he not gain nothing? Because he had nothing to do with the NXT Championship match. Attacking Trick Williams would not have any bearing on Lexus King becoming a world champion. Now, if he had gotten attacked and they replaced him with Lexus King, now let's say Lexus King got the spot instead. Let's say, hey, we found a deserving superstar who's ready to make his debut. Instead of debuting him at Halloween Havoc, they debuted him that night. And he came in the Fatal 4-Way. And let's say Lexus King won the Fatal 4-Way. And let's say he beat Dragunov and became the NXT Champion. And they give Lexus King a fast push to the top. Which would not be uncommon in NXT. They did the same fucking thing to Kevin Owens when he first came in NXT. He won the title within three weeks of being there. Or maybe, maybe a month. Tops. Before he finally got the title. And he took it right off of Sami Zayn. Right when he had just beaten Neville. In one of the greatest NXT title matches in history. And I was mad because I remember Sami Zayn getting screwed over royally. But anyway, my point is. If that had happened, then I could see Lexus King having a reason to attack Trick Williams. Other than that, what the fuck's he doing out here? What is the point? Storyline wise, it does not make sense. None whatsoever. Now, with Mello, it makes sense. Because he had a shot at the title. And if Melo had won the title, then it could be like, hey, Trick didn't get in my way. So I would love to see that. But now it looks like they might break up over a misunderstanding. And if that's the case, then that's even dumber. If this team is going to break up, it should be because Melo did, in fact, attack Trick Williams. I would thought maybe Lexus King was going to come out and maybe he has some security camera footage. Like, you know, hey, there's some guys who like me because of who my father is. So even though I don't love my dad, I can still use his connections. And I found security footage. And you can see footage of Carmelo attacking Trick Williams. And then Melo confessing to it. 
and the, and then the stare down, and then the fight, and then you can build it to deadline where tricking mellow settle the feud. That's what I think they're doing with this. They're trying to drag this out the deadline. Because deadline, ladies and gentlemen, is December 9th. That means there are exactly, since this episode is passed, there are one, two, three, four episodes of NXT TV left before deadline. Basically a month and two days. Yes. Basically a month. Basically is what we got here. The 14th, the 21st, the 28th, and December 5th. Those Tuesdays, because the 5th is the go home before deadline. So they got time. To drag this out a little bit to figure it out. And then at deadline, you could have Carmelo Hayes versus Trick Williams if Melo is in fact the one who attacked him. But if Lexus King is the one that attacked him, they better come up with some kind of story for that. Because right now, it makes no fucking sense and it feels forced. Because again, Lexus King gained nothing. If someone is going to attack someone from behind, you have to gain something from the attack. Or make it seem like you were going to gain something for it to make sense that you would be the attacker. Case in point, when Austin got hit by the car, we found out later it was Rikishi. And we all kind of went, the fuck? Because <laughs> everybody's like, this doesn't make any goddamn sense. But then they figured it out. Like, he hadn't debuted on television, but they said Rikishi was backstage Survivor Series. But then he said the reason that he did it was because he claimed he did it for The Rock. Because he wanted to see a Samoan make it to the top. Because WWE was all about the great white hope. They always let the island boys in. But we were always held back. And he listed all these top white wrestlers. And then brought up Stone Cold Steve Austin. He took the Rock's keys out of his bag to go check into the hotel. And then he said, I got into the car. I saw Stone Cold and I ran him over. Then you find out later he was hired by Triple H to do it. And basically he said that was his payment was to get on TV and make it. Because he found out later Triple H orchestrated the whole thing. Why? To get rid of Austin. Why? So that he could retain the WWE title. Not knowing that Vince was going to replace Austin with the Big Show. And the Big Show would walk out with the title that night. But there was a plan in place. Everything made sense. Even when they were accusing The Rock of doing it. There was evidence to support that. Because it was The Rock's rental car that ran over Stone Cold. Because Rikishi took The Rock's keys. They had only The Rock's DNA was inside the car because Rikishi wore gloves and shit. A pair of The Rock's sunglasses were in the glove box. They made sure to plant his glasses in the glove box. They did everything they could to frame The Rock for this crime and have Austin think it was The Rock until finally revealed it was Rikishi and Triple H. So everything made sense. With Lexus King, it doesn't. So if Lexus King is the guy, they just made a stupid storyline. It has to be Mellow. If it's not Mellow, it's got to be Corbin or it's got to be whoever the fuck else is in the match. I can't remember. Because I remember it was Hayes, Corbin, Williams. I can't remember who the other guy was that's going to get a shot at the title. I seriously can't remember for the life of me. But it could be that other person. It's got to be somebody that had something to gain from Trick Williams being out of the match. So it has to be Mellow. And if it is Mellow, why are you dragging this out? So that's what bothers me. But we'll have to keep tuning in to get some answers, and hopefully we get a good one. That we do, sir. And that, ladies and gentlemen, will wrap up this recap of NXT. Zach, as always. Holy shit, this was a short one. Yeah. As always, thanks for taking time out of your uh, busy schedule to join us, and uh, look forward to seeing you on the next one. I don't have a choice, do I? No, you don't. Okie dokie. So mm -hmm. make sure you guys follow the Boochcast. We're on Anchor. Anchor. Spotify. Spotify. Google Podcasts. Google Podcasts. And iHeartRadio. And iHeartRadio. Pick your favorite hosting site and follow us there, or be a super fan and follow us on all four hosting sites. Also, like us on Facebook. Go to facebook.com slash theboochcast. We have archived episodes of the show as well as great content. Make sure you guys check out the Mail Soap Opera Moment. We had our predictions for Crown Jewel. Find out who was right and who was wrong. Be on the lookout for our recap of Crown Jewel coming soon. We're taping it this week. Sometime next week is when it should be uh, out for you guys to see. Also, make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram at TheBoochCast. Get the latest tweets, photos, and videos. Visit our YouTube channel. Check out all of our YouTube content. And be sure to hit the subscribe button and ring that bell to be notified. When future content will be posted. Uh, we're getting to work on the uh, Dark Side series right now. Um, I finished all the research on Dark Side of 2000s. I've got a bunch of videos I need to record. Um, currently doing research for Dark Side of Comedy, trying to get those ready so I can book guests and get that out. And Gator and I, pretty soon, are going to be working on some Dark Side of the Ring episodes that we still need to record and tape uh, to review. And I recently spoke to Elvis, and pretty soon I'm going to be getting some stuff done with him because he's appearing on two episodes. So we're getting to work on all the stuff. The YouTube content will be available soon. So subscribe now. Check out what's already there if you haven't already. And be on the lookout for the new 
shit. And of course, make sure you follow us on Twitch. Go to twitch.tv slash theboochcast. That's where we do our live wrestling watch parties. Our next watch party will be Saturday, November the 25th for the WWE Survivor Series. Um, as of this recording, we're still trying to work shit out because I'm still trying to figure out if I'm even going to WrestleCade in a couple weeks. Um, I need to talk to Buff real soon to make sure that's confirmed because right now it's up in the air because we haven't really talked much about it. But if I am going there, then I'll be there on the 24th and 25th in Winston-Salem, North Carolina, and the team will be together doing a watch party. If I end up not going to WrestleCade, then I will get together with the team and we will do a Survivor Series watch party for you guys. Also, we have our live D&D show coming soon, our Boochcast booking battle, no special project in the works. And of course, you can support the Boochcast by going to podcasters.spotify.com slash pod slash show slash the Boochcast slash support. Become a supporter of the Boochcast. Support this podcast with a small monthly donation to help sustain future episodes. We have three levels you can donate at. Pick the one that works the best within your budget. We have our first level, which is 99 cents, $1 per month. We have our second level, which is $4.99, $5 per month. The same amount of money you would pay for a Peacock subscription. And a lot of you guys out there aren't fans of the Peacock, so don't give them money. Give us money. We got better times than the Peacock anyway. And we got the third and final level you can donate at, which is for a mere $9.99. $10 per month. Same amount of money you to pay for the WWE Network subscription here in the United States. Ever since the Peacock, you got to put that in $9.99. Zip 99, bring it over here. We got better content than the network. And unlike the elite, we actually care about our fans. are dedicated to giving the people what they want. The option to pay with your credit card or with GPay. And the best part is, all the money we raise goes back into the show in some capacity. We used to upgrade our equipment. We used to bring in bigger name guests, pay the bills, and take care of all the guys who work very hard on the air and off the air to make the Boochcast a success. So if you got a favorite co-host and believes they're to be paid for their hard work, podcasters.spotify.com slash pod slash show slash Boochcast slash support is how you make that happen. And then if there's any money left over, when it's all said and done, we use the rest to feed Zachariah Scott's ramen noodles and try to get him laid and try to get him more focused on the shows. And until next time, this is Vinny Bucci, a.k.a. The Booch, saying keep on living life and take care. This has been The Boochcast. We'll talk to you guys next time. Until then, peace, baby. Well, I see by the clock on a wall that it's time to bid you one and all goodbye. Goodbye. So long. So long. Farewell. Farewell. Adieu. Adieu. Be good. Stay well. Bye-bye. Keep warm. Relax. And eat. Take care. Stay loose. Adieu, mon vieux. À la prochaine. Goodbye till when we meet again. <laughs>